entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good, but it's long, this hood. Ooh, we look with the bully and make the first one for this song. And then one I switch up. This one will get bit up. He's Oh, man. I would say it's been wild, but some wild shit has been going on. So, like, we've been talking about certain teams, certain players. We can't just jump on the pod and just do something in the middle of some wild shit happening. X. But with that being said, we're back. And, like, thankfully, we're not talking about no bullshit today. Because <laughs> I tell yeah. you. I'll tell you what, people will, places, I should say, is posting articles, records are always made to be broken, and now's the perfect time, and why the NBA is due for one of its greatest records to fall, and I'm sitting here like, huh? And I'm just confused because I don't see any of those articles disputing that article that they was posting. Because now it's like, well, you waste a lot of space and time and words and posts doing that because it didn't happen. And now I just want to know, like, why it's now, oh, well, it's just the Raptors. When it was, yo, they can do it, yo, they can really come back and do this joint. And then all of a sudden, it's now it's, well, now they ain't got no shot against the Heat. I just don't know why all this animosity is for the Sixers all of a sudden. I think it's a weird situation. I think it's very weird how now, you know, nobody want to believe it. I don't know. I don't know if it's Daryl Morey and the whole situation with China to where, you know, people have a slant of view of the Sixers now. I don't know if it's because James Harden forced his way out of Brooklyn and nobody likes that, and they had to have a slant of view of, of Philadelphia for that. I don't know if it's because the Sixers took the process and it's starting to come to fruition and people don't like that. I honestly don't know what it could be, but it's, it's played out and it's tiring. Because, like... We just gotta we just gotta look at what we're seeing and just like give it some validity. Cause like Joel Embiid is playing at an elite level. James Harden is starting to look like the old James Harden, the Houston James Harden, not even the Brooklyn James Harden, the Houston James Harden. And Doc Rivers coached a great game last night. So like we just have to like we just have to be okay with the Sixers being good. And that took a lot out of me to say that Doc Rivers coached a great game last night because I am very critical of Doc. But the way that he mixed in the different variations of zone defense and which players he was running through in, in specific moments during that game show me a lot. 
He showed me a lot. Well, I think your key word is validity, though, because people don't want to see what Philadelphia did become valid, become legit, become, you know, like the thing that they don't want to see. And it's currently, like you said, coming into fruition. And it's almost, it's almost like the league is mad about it. The media people are mad about it. Because like you said, Joel B is having a great game. But his nickname is also what? The process. Like, they don't want to validate that. But they also brought in Brian Colangelo to try to fix it, and he even blew it up even more. So now it's almost like... <laughs> That that two-year tank plan, three-year tank plan turned into a five-year tank plan because the mole that they dropped into Philly got sniffed out. They got smoked out by, guess who? The fans, common theme, the same fans who got Colangelo out of there, retweet for this. I'll make Colangelo's collar bigger every time we find something out. The man had no neck by the time this shit was over on social media. I remember it. Yeah, that was a wild time. Sixers Twitter was crazy. Yeah, Sixers Twitter is a thing. Like, NBA Twitter's been a thing, but Sixers Twitter individually is its own entity. Literally. Because they're the same (laughs) people who was bullying Doc Rivers, I'm I'm sorry. I hate when I curse on the network. Glenn Rivers, because I can't call him that other shit. I mean, I'm not, I'm done with that. Over it. The man's name is Glenn. You can't call him Doc? Mama called him, no, can't call him Doc. They don't call him Doc on a damn broadcast. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, the fuck they do. And stop doing this because we and we I don't think we ever really hashed this out. But like you were calling him Doc all year. So let's like let's because we have the receipts. Fans know you can't lie to the fans. They listen. So it's now Glenn. I'm not calling him Doc from here on out unless he gets the conference finals. Not no longer Doc. I'm a bully him just like the fans bullied the media into asking him that question. Yo, wow, what's up with B-Ball Paul? Get him in the game. Hello. Did he tell us, oh, well, you know, I can't just play him. You know, I, if his team's going to go small and, or, or big and we're going to match size with size, I'm going to put DeAndre Jordan in the game. No, because we haven't seen DeAndre Jordan yet in the playoffs. So, hey, keep bullying those guys because something's coming. They're at least listening a little bit because, like you said, wow, you think a zone's going to be effective against a five of all six, seven guys? You don't say. (laughs) Huh? He was running one-two-ones and mixing it up, throwing in there, throwing some two-threes in there. (laughs) AAU-style zones, and it's like, why is that taking – your back's against the wall. Danny Green and him talking about nut up for you to go throw that out there. Glenn. But I'm going to give credit to the fans because the fans always know what to do. The Philly fan base ain't stupid. They're going to do what they, they're going to do their part. Boom. 
But you know, in between them booze, there's a bunch of people who happen to have a little bit of hoops mentality and they throwing out little ideas and shit around the, you know, around a little coaching staff and shit. So they're hearing something. Damn, maybe we should take what dude in uh, row six said. Fuck, let's keep <laughs> all some more time. Cause something gotta give. Yeah, I think that was, I mean, I think that was a big adjustment from Doc is letting B-Ball play like key minutes when the B's not on the floor. Like he's going to give you, he's going to be erratic and he may turn the ball over here and there, but what he's going to give you, he's going to give you high energy and he's going to be tenacious on the rebound. Like we saw that from Boucher and the Raptors, right? Like he was just tenacious and everywhere and was grabbing every rebound. Like he was just being very aggressive and chaotic. And that's what you can get from a guy like B-Ball Paul. High motor dudes. You have to get them guys on the floor because at point in times in playoff games, like things can become stagnant. You need a jolt, whether it's a player coming off and hitting two threes as a shooter in their role or someone like B-Ball Paul who comes off the, off the bench and is giving you effort plays, diving on the floor, jumping on the sideline, trying to save a ball in, getting a hustle play, Finishing a good pass from James Harden, turning into an and one snapping. Ah, you need that. Can we? Can we not going to do that? No, a thousand percent. But can we talk about Harden just for a second? Like I just, I was going to give Glenn, Glenn, Glenn his little bit of credit, but we can do that. I'm fine with that because it's Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. I mean, shout out to Doc. But can we also just? I mean, can we just also? Give some credit to Harden, man. Like they told me he he lost it. That's what people were saying. And it's like, I was, I was, I was almost there. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> he had me in the first half. <laughs> 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 but it's just like because I feel that because it's just like, bro, like you're playing, like I know what you're capable of, and the and the mere fact that you're not playing to that level is frustrating, but like. The way he even played last night, I will take that all day, every day. He was being aggressive, but still playing that role of a point guard, which we need. Uh, You can tell when James Harden comes off the floor how the offense drastically changes because everything gets uh, uh, static and nothing is fluid. Everybody looks lost. There's no offensive flow. Nobody is the right spacing is all off. Like, he fixes all those issues for the Sixers. And I love that about his game. And I think he sometimes gets too caught up in that and forgets that, bro, we need you to be you, though. Like, I haven't seen James Harden dunk, like, the way he did last night since he got to the Sixers. It's been all rim graze, jogging back on defense, talking to Maxi, telling him where he need to be, like, I needed to see that Harden, like, throw that shit down that motherfucker's throat and then, like, go play some defense, get a steal, outlet outlet pass, then subsequently come down the court, dribble, dribble, tween, 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 step back three and one, don't call it, fuck you. I'm still like that. Like, I just needed that. I just needed to feel that. I I needed that to be in my body. You know what I mean? I just need to visually see that so I know, okay, he still got it. Like, thank you for that. And that's the thing, like, old Harden, I guess if that's where we're going with these days, would be the Houston guy. And, like, you say that, you automatically think 36, 37 a game, all that wild shit. 
But sometimes it could just be as simple as him hunting that 37. Not even the sense that he needs to go try to score 37. The mere fact that he's aggressive is literally the switch on and off for when the Sixers blow teams out or when they walk through it. Yep. Because him just attacking a little bit, it's the gravity of the defense moving. It, it sucks certain ways. It has to. Just like when Steph Curry's on the floor versus not. The gravity of those two players, it's a thing. So when they're just walking around, not really uber aggressive, the offense suffers because of it, of course. But when Harden does what he does last night, 10-point quarter, finished with seven assists, first half-ish, and I'm like, all right, we'll see how they come out in the third. And then for the first time, all playoffs, I was like, wow. It's about time, Glenn. Like you said, twing, 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 step back, almost got fouled, laying on my feet, fuck you. Ho, ho, Doc, time out. Bull Glenn slide up out of that joint. I had it, okay. Do your Doc Rivers thing then, air quote. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see you lose your voice. Because <laughs> he crazy. snapped on the refs. I, he did. He's he trying did. to protect his guy. He knows, and that's that. I mean, keep it a being, it's a foul. Uh, yeah, it was. So I'm gonna give He's, him credit for doing they that. They said he kicked his leg out. He never kicked his leg out. I can't kick my leg out if the boy in front of me. My Bruce Lee. <laughs> Come on now. But I'm gonna give credit where it's due, and like that's the type of stuff that I like to see because it, it it was clearly the Sixers versus a lot of people other than just the rappers because you know they're fighting their own demons with Doc Rivers because he's known to be that guy who's giving up leads in the playoffs. But now, like, what happens with the Heat series? That's the question. I think that's because Matisse very can now play, but I can't help but think every time I hear the guy's name, it should be Mikel Bridges instead. Not that that was the trade-off, but Mikel Bridges should be a Sixer. We know that. Yes, the Sixers with him on that roster would be nuts right now. All things consistent as to where they are now. But you want to know the ironic part of that? I don't think he would be on this roster. I think that he would have been included in the trade. Yeah, he would have been included in the trade. I don't because they probably still would have wanted the shooter for Seth. Well, in Seth. I don't know, man. Because if Mikel's playing the way Mikel's playing, like – there's no way you take you take Seth Curry over Mikel Bridges. Yeah, well, when who the can, mother works in the organization, goddammit, you're not trading my son again. That's what I would have hoped to have happened, but they moved the motherfucker before he could even put the shit on, and I don't like that. But moving forward. The Heat pose a problem, but I just don't know if they can score consistently. That's the, thought. That's the only thing I have with them. Yeah, if like Duncan Robinson and Tyler here are on that shit where they're just not missing, which 
Duncan Robinson had two games like that in the Hawks series. I mean, I don't think there's nobody can do anything with that. But I don't see that happening again. And not to mention, Kyle Lowry is not healthy. And he's got a hamstring issue, which is, I mean, it's it's just, it's a, it's a thing. It's a very hard injury to maintain because you're always using your hamstring. And so you can never really give it rest without sitting down and not doing anything. So the Heat trying to navigate that injury is a big thing. But the thing for the Heat is they're very deep, but they're also undersized. Their biggest guy um, other than Bam Adebayo, I would probably say it's Jimmy Butler and P.J. Tucker. And those guys aren't that big. So it's just like, how are they going to deal with tough guards just like them? Like, the Hawks are a talented team, but they're not tough guards. They're not big body guards. We have a bunch of big body guards who can drive to the rim and can play through contact like that's not they, like the Hawks want to shoot your head off. That's what that's the game they want to play. And Bam Adebayo can't play that 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 role that he normally plays defensively. So it's going to be very interesting how this series unfolds because the favorite right now is the Miami Heat, as they should be, because they're the you know they're the one seed. But I don't know what they're going to do with that MVP down there because. Uh, Good luck, good luck trying to, you know, double team him. I, <laughs> I hope your rotations are tight. I mean, it's going to be interesting. They switch, they mostly switch everything. So like. But they can't switch everything with Embiid, bro. There's no way they do that. You can't. And I don't think that Bam individually, as great as a defender that he is, he probably had a stronger case for defensive player of the year than most guys. I don't know if he can do it enough by himself which is what the heat are going to have to wrestle with are they going to double where's the double coming from and i think it's going to come down to if the sixers win their individual matchups if maxi can win those catch and go situations if tobias can hit the catch and catch and shoots or catching small post-ups whatever the case may be but then it's like damn still got jason tatum over there and right now, yo, I really, really think he's the best player in the Eastern Conference. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't think it's a crazy thing to say. I don't think it is either. <clears throat> and as a Sixers fan, I'm worrying about one thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you're you're not a Sixers fan, I mean, you are a Sixers fan, but you're not. You don't have a dog in the race between the Celtics and the Bucks, right? But like, I will say that. The Celtics are really fucking good, like really fucking good. And that guy Tatum, it's like we got a connection just because we kind of shoot the same and shit. It's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? But I like him, man. And I and I and I, I'll also be very transparent about this as well. I didn't love him coming out of Duke, but you're the t- like you made a great point before about like how we didn't expect Devin Booker and Jamal Murray to be the type of players that they were when they came out just because of the role that they played on their team while in college. And I kind of feel like it's that same situation with Jason Tatum where we didn't really fully see what he had in his bag. Um, And now that that bag is open, (laughs) the cat is out of the bag. (laughs) He is, he is, he's, he's him, man. He is so talented and, 
and just like a special one-of-one type of player. So, I mean, I don't – I mean, it would hurt me to say that, like, he the best player in the Eastern Conference. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're not, like, totally crazy for saying that, but I just don't know. Like, he's, like, 1A. I mean, 1B. He's 1B. I mean, wherever you want to put him, we know what he is. And it's, like, it's crazy because – that could very easily change by game two if Giannis comes out and gets gets a split in the first two games. Yeah, but like I don't Giannis is gonna have he's gonna he's gonna have to step up. And this is gonna be a situation where like we see the true greatness of Giannis. And like is Giannis a like a tremendously great player, or is he just like 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 is he a one of one? I mean, he's a one of one player, but like we just the the severity of how great of a player he is because like Middleton losing like losing Middleton that's a big that's a big loss for them he really like keeps everything together he's their scorer when they need a bucket he can shoot the three when they need a three like he he covers a lot of bases for this Milwaukee team and I just don't know who picks up the slack for them I do would you like to share with the class? It's Giannis. <laughs> Simply put, it's, it's going to be Giannis. Like, I've come to grips with the guy. <laughs> I have, and I, like, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like, you know, like, when you, like, admit to yourself that, like, yo, I might have fucked that up. Mm-hmm. And the light turns, you're like, oh, well, fuck it. It is what it is. And you go about your day. You feel great. You acknowledge it. You move on. That's Giannis for me. Like, I hate how it looks. But at the same time, I'm starting to love how it looks. Because can't nobody do nothing with it. And it's the simplest game. It's like when you're playing your little brother on a game and shit, and you're just doing the same three things and beating his ass. And he's like, how can I? I can't stop this when I do it. It don't look the same. This is Giannis. No Middleton. He probably going to average some wild shit. 33, 12, 8, block and a half. And the wins will fall where they may. So if he even makes the, the series competitive, which I think it will be, because the Bucs are still the Bucs. But I think Giannis is going to have one of those series. Like, this is going to be much must-see TV over there. I don't know, man. I just I got him down for snapping, bro. I mean, because the one thing I'm fucking with him, he he does the whole like he could go out and get 50, 50, 18, and 12 and be like, like, yo, Giannis, how did you have a like how do you feel about your game tonight? Oh, you know, I'm just playing my role, trying to do what I can to help the team win. Real political, bland bullshit. But in reality, in his head, like. You know what the fuck I did. Because I'm hearing it. I'm paying attention to it. But I don't tell nobody. He does that. He's on social media talking about And you see it in those random small clips throughout the years. They say, I can't shoot. I'm shooting. It sounds like skits. Every time I shoot an air ball, but guess what? I'm going to shoot again. All that stuff. I'm here for that mentality. Because that means when it comes time to do it in the games, you're going to do it no matter what the result is. And I can live with that because at the end of the day, who's stopping Shaq with handle? 
Not many people have. He's, he won the chip last year. Great, one of a, one of the greatest finals performance closeout games we ever seen. I think that's the biggest. I think that's 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 a real. Um, well, how would I put this? I mean, that's a real concern. I would say for the Boston, that's probably like their only concern of like who guards him. But like, <laughs> I think as a, I think as a team, they can guard him. And because, like, so here's, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. But, like, because they don't have Middleton, that allows them to play more help defense. Like, that's what I think hinders Giannis' effectiveness in this series is because you have nobody that you're really worrying about except Brooke Lopez, who's, who's going to kill you from deep. Now, can Drew Holiday make threes? Yes, he can, a thousand percent. But not at the clip of a Chris Middleton. And so that changes drastically the way that you defend this team. Giannis isn't getting these one-on-one situations with him blowing by guys. I don't think he gets as many of those. If it's one thing that I do know, Coach Bud is going to do whatever the fuck he feel like doing for this offense. And in a way, it might make their offense a little more predictable in this sense, but they still have a bunch of shooters. You might see dudes like Jordan Orr and them guys get minutes who can be spark plugs. Now you're not going to rely on guys like him. You're going to rely, you're going to rely on guys like Grayson Allen and Pat Connets into space the floor. Even if they're not going to hit the shots, you know that those two guys are capable. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that they're going to downsize the lineup a little bit. We're going to see a lot more Bobby Portis in this series, I feel. Yeah, I agree with that. Because he's going to allow Giannis to have that spacing if Brooke Lopez isn't going to be on the floor or in the Mm -hmm. corner. Because now you might have Brooke Lopez in the dunker spot or you might have Brooke Lopez opposite corner of Giannis when his floor is spaced. And then you have Bobby Porter's down low doing the dirty work or spaced out. We're going to see what those matchups look like because if I'm going matchup for matchup, outside of Tatum and Jalen Brown, I'm going to probably take Drew Holiday versus whoever's guarding him. Love that if I'm the Bucks. Peyton Pritchard's going to come in. I like my guys off the bench more than I like guys like Peyton Pritchard. I like Bobby Portis before I like Grant Williams. I like Bobby Portis before I like Daniel Thies. I like Brooke Lopez over Daniel Thies. That's fair, but I think we go. We just gonna have to see what they do offensively. Because I, I agree, no Middleton is a thing. But we've seen the Bucks flourish without guys in the lineup for a long time. I mean, that's fair, but I just it's like that Celtics defense was able to stop two of the most elite scores in this game currently, and didn't allow them to win a game. Like, I just think, like, they're, they're, and the way that they were rotating and their length as a unit and how they, like, bro, like, it's really crazy. Like, they, like, it's really between Toronto and Boston for having, like, the best defense in the Eastern Conference. And you could also throw the heat in there as well. But I, I, I hold Toronto and Boston to a different level because of their length, which I think is the key. Was that really that surprising, though, what they did to Brooklyn? 
a little like for them to not get a win. Yes, that was surprising. Yes, a thousand percent for them to not allow them to not get a win at all. That's shocking. It wasn't that shocking. I mean, I was shocked <clears throat> that they got swept. But if I take a step back and think back, I'm like, all right, well, post All-Star break, they were the best team in the NBA. Yeah, they for sure. Yeah. At the right time. Mm-hmm. And they can shut down the two probably best scorers in the East because they can help off of everybody else. I'm helping off of Bruce Brown. We'll live with Bruce Brown beating me. We'll live with Goran Dragic beating me. We'll live with Patty Mills beating me. Because those are all specialty players. They only do one thing great. They don't, they're not multiple athletes over there, basketball-wise. You're not going to be like, oh, don't, don't let Bruce Brown shoot. Drive him off the line. You drive him off the line because you have helped, one, and two, you would rather him make a play than Kevin Durant make a play. I don't think that they can help off of the guys on the Bucks like they did against Brooklyn. You're not, I don't think that they're going to just help off of Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton the way that they were helping off of Bruce no. Brown and them guys. No, no. And it allowed they they also know. All right, we're going to make Kevin Durant play in a crowd. We're going to make Kyrie Irving play in a crowd. You can't make Giannis play in a crowd. He's too big for that. He's too physical for that. You can't be physical with KD. You can be physical with KD because of how he's built is. You're physical with Giannis. Most likely, he's already got the ball down low. And he's not running around off screens and stuff to get the ball. He's initiating contact most of the time. So it's going to be interesting how Emei plays them guys. It's going to be real interesting because, like, who do you – Al Horford? He's been playing well, though. He's, he's only – so he's only good for the Celtics. Which is weird. I just <laughs> Which is really weird. don't understand that. Because he was getting small 20 and 10s over there. 15 and 12s, couple threes, spacing the floor here and there. It's going to be a big, it's going to be a battle, man. And I don't know. I think the Celtics win that, John. But I think Giannis goes fucking berserk in there. Oh, I mean, if you if that's what you're gonna say, then yeah, I mean, he ha- he's gonna have to go berserk. So no, I yeah. mean, like berserk, like it's going seven. And I'm giving the Celtics been yeah. on some like Jason Tatum Heisman moment game winner walk off shit because that's how I feel the Celtics are right now. I feel like the they are the team of destiny to at least get to the conference finals, a game away from the final type shit. I would love a Sixers Boston series. I would hate that. Because I feel like Boston's going to find a way to win that shit. Yeah, that's true. But like, that's just it'd be, like, every it'd be fun to see, though. Would it be? I mean, it would be great to see. I ain't even gonna hold you. I would. I would love to. I, it I, would be. It would. It would be. Uh, it would be marvelous. I, I would like <laughs> to see that. But I, I almost would like to see a Warriors. Suns Western Conference Finals for your fucking displeasure. Why? Why would that be my displeasure? Because I'm a Chris Paul fan, and I hate you got to give him his credit today. 
He ain't miss a shot. Great game. Amazing game. Flawed. <laughs> Historical. For sure. Top five point guard ever type shit. Facts. Can't say I'm bad about it. Thank you. But his arch nemesis is lurking, man. And it looks like they might be on a crash course to go fuck with the Warriors in the Western Conference, man. And I don't know what that's going to mean. I don't think they get past the Warriors. Even with Devin Booker, I just, one, I don't believe in DeAndre Ayton. I just, I know what I said last year, and <laughs> I know that I was up in, uh, up in arms about him not getting paid, but I, after betting on him all this year, I a thousand percent see why the Suns were hesitant on paying him. He's just very inconsistent. And I don't think he plays tough enough defense. I think he can be a liability in that in that facet of his game. Um, and he doesn't consistently score. Like he's he's just it's just iffy with him. All that you just never know what you're gonna get out of him. And I think that's the biggest issue. Um, but they got in Golden State, they got a lot. They got a pool, they got curries, they got Thompsons and Clays and they playing with clay and making, you know, statues and shit. I don't like, bro. They really got a lot over there. <laughs> they, they got so them, much. Like they painting them green and shit because they got Draymond. Like they just got a lot over there, and uh, there's not much people can do with that shit. Let's just it's, be honest. <laughs> like it's, it's it's really slick because like a wise man told me don't argue with fools. And that nigga James ain't even played this season. <laughs> like, shout out to Hove Douglas. But, like, it's just, like. Which I think is a big thing. I do. Because if James Wiseman plays, I'm just going to throw this out here. If James Wiseman is playing right now, the Nuggets get swept. And. <laughs> swept badly, too. And uh, the Suns would be in no shape or form the number one overall seed, nor would they be the best team in the Western Conference. I'm just sorry. I'm just putting that out there. Y'all want to make it seem like James Wiseman is some ancillary player. Okay, but when that man comes back and he's taking over the league and they're like, yo, he's most approved. Where did this come from? Just know we were here to tell you that it was coming. Imagine if they didn't draft him, though, and they took somebody else. And that's why I said, and remember I said this, remember I said this during the draft, remember I said that they should not trade this pick away and that they should take James Wiseman. I, I And everybody looked at me like I was batshit crazy. This is the reason why. Yes, he's going to be hurt, but next season, especially when Draymond's getting older and he's probably going to retire within a year or two. Damn, you know, Draymond leaving that fast? Come on, man. He's on TNT every other week when... Come on, yo. It's his contract. First player analysis guy ever. Come on, yo. Able. Domino, nigga. Yeah. Draymond Green, the God. Shout out to him because he keep it a B. He do. He's a bean all the time. But I'm just saying, we know we know he's at the he's at the end of his career, though. We know that. Maybe, but I mean, James, why doesn't he come back? It might add a year or two on his own. May. That's what I mean. Not denying that. A thousand percent. Either way, <laughs> the Warriors are stacked. <laughs> they are stacked. 
And like, <laughs> the funny thing is I saw a rumor the other day and I'm like, all right, people got to stop posting random things because it's not necessarily even a rumor. It was one of those like think piece, what if scenarios. And I almost commented on it like that would that would literally stall out the Warriors offense. It was so this whole post about, oh, well, what if Rudy Gobert goes to the Warriors? And I'm like, why? Why would they why would they do that? They already have a Kavad Looney. They don't need another. I'm like, it would be cool, I guess. Would it? purposes but like what happens to the offense like where's all the space go like where's all the movement go like nah i don't want to see that i just rather see the jazz blow that shit up because they fucking stink now what do you do if you're so like what do you mean by blow it up do you mean keep donovan mitchell and just trade away Rudy Gobert, I, or trade away uh, both of them, or keep Rudy Gobert, trade Donovan Mitchell. What is it? I call Vernon Maxwell because he absolutely loves the jazz in the city of Utah. If you don't know, you should follow him on Twitter. He's the greatest follow ever, especially around this time of the year in the NBA when the jazz blow it like they always do. I do follow him. I don't know if I'm going to trade one keep the other type of thing i might just blow the whole shit up and ship everybody out so just start over from scratch that's what that's where you think that the utah jazz are right now i just don't know where they go from here donovan mitchell's not the number one player for you he's not him no him always ends with the like it's like him and fee you mean right yeah that's yeah yeah. Like God level shit. Like it's a lot of hymns, a lot of me's and you's, she's and he's and shit like that. But like very few hemothies. He's not one of those guys. Mm. I look like that, you know, oh, bubble shit. Oh, jazz nuggets. Woo. Him versus Bob Murray. Niggas going crazy. 50, 40, 50, 40, 50, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't make nobody better. And do you also think it's because his playoff stats have drastically decreased I mean, Each year know, within the last three years. I mean, you know, is that yeah, something? I don't really dabble. I don't really dabble in like the averages and shit unless I have to bring it up. I mean, I think that's a big thing though. I mean, like I mean, the playoffs is thing. I mean it's the playoffs are a specific thing, and then like you're also supposed to elevate in the playoffs, and like he's decreased over the years during the playoffs. Like, is yeah, I mean, that's a that's a tangible thing, that's a thing that directly impacts the game. Yeah, and, like, I just, like, and I almost feel like saying this is going to be, like, I don't know, like, wrong, but I feel like it's the most accurate thing I could put together. And it's just, like, he's a great value, Gilbert Arenas. And, like, it's almost disrespectful to Gilbert because come hell to high water, he going to do what he got to do to try to win the game, to try to get his shit off. Gilbert Arenas wouldn't have went into no closeout game, elimination game in Washington and not touch the ball for almost seven minutes in the last quarter. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. So as, as hard as Donovan Mitchell tried to score like him and shoot like him and 
hit the step backs and, you know, a little bit more explosive and all that, you know, great value for a reason because you don't got that thing. I don't think that's that thing. And I was a huge Don Mitch fan, Spider for sure. But I think he would be better served as a deuce. Like, you put him on the Pelicans, for example, instead of C.J. McCollum, oh, we cooking wall over there. <laughs> can make a bunch of beignets if you wanted to. You could drop him on a few different teams in the NBA right now and have him as his second fiddle, and he's going to take them guys up. But, all I, to do score. but aren't you more so speaking to the fact that the Utah Jazz just really haven't gotten him a lot of help or like a, a decent amount of help that really gels well with how he plays the game. Cause like you bring in a guy like, like Mike Conley, like, yeah, that's cool. But like, he's at the tail end of his, uh, tail end of his career. Like awesome he can't game. really, yeah. Lost, I mean, I don't know about loss in the game, but turn the game, turn the ball. Over he did. He seconds. did. But they also had a wide open shot that they just missed. Like, I'm not going to say he was the sole catalyst for them losing the game, but he also did not help a thousand percent for sure. He blew it. <laughs> Where's Donovan Mitchell at? Agreed. They ran that play for uh, Bogdanovich. Doing the fucking Macarena in the fucking middle of the floor while the game's being lost. But keep going. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, do you think it's more so that the Jazz haven't really put the right piece around him? Nobody's coming to play basketball in Utah. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter who you try to bring over there. You could take Zion and trade him from the Pellies to the fucking jazz, and he's going to say, I can't play. I'm not passing the physical because no one's going to go there. So you're only stuck with having to blow it up or trade one or two. And the smart money would be, sadly, you would trade Donovan Mitchell first because you can get more back for him to help your organization. Basketball-wise, you want to keep Donovan Mitchell and move Rudy for parts and, and start from scratch. They missed Joe Ingles a lot this year. Yeah, they did. <laughs> the Jazz got to hide their powers. Joe Ingles was predominantly being the ball creator, whether it was in the half court or being almost a pseudo point. But they just don't have enough. They got like it would be dope if Mike Conley was, you know, Grizz Mike Conley. But he ain't that. But he ain't. He's been in the league. He got braids and shit, man. Like. He... He got protective styles now. He not, you know, <laughs> doing a lot. He in Utah, he, fuck it. I'm going to go grow my shit out. Here, I, look, I'm just saying this. If uh, Utah's blowing that shit up, I wouldn't be surprised if Darren Moore get on that phone and go get Jordan Clarkson. That would be ideal. Wouldn't be shy. Ideal for a team like the Sixers. Sure. Jordan Clarkson on the Sixers would take our bench to another level. Yeah, because it's only at like level two right now. So anywhere but up. <laughs> it's bad. But before we get out of here, I just got to like get this shit off my chest. It was a great day for Philly last night. Um, we got Jordan Davis, bolster up our defensive line. And then like how we did some wild shit. And like went and got that guy from Tennessee, like number Uno Uno. Like he went and got that guy. <laughs> he went and got that guy 
Oh my god, bro. So like I'm just my frequency is at all like it's really crazy wait, 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 right wait. now. You do frequencies now? Yeah, like it's actually kind of wild. Like I've always been a frequency type of guy. When like was it's this? since my inception. I'm sorry, yo. Who's <laughs> no way? <laughs> like this Confused. is how I know. This is how I know I gotta like protect my shit. Like you know. How Here you go. Protect- You're always going on this on this on this rant about protecting your shit, and nobody's stealing your shit, yo. Well, niggas are literally. You literally are stealing my frequency. <laughs> Just How could like I steal your frequency if they're mine? I showed you a Joe Button rap video. Oh my god, yo. 37 hours ago. And then later that day, someone posted the same exact video that I showed you. There's a lot of people in these world, Alan Yates. I gotta protect my shit that's mine, yo. Because I don't know what to believe anymore. You're taking my shit, you're dropping my memes in public chats. I just is, is it an NFT, Alan? Do you own <laughs> NFTs? I don't even know who that is that you're asking questions. <laughs> that <laughs> if it was an NFT, I couldn't say, surprise, check my NFT out, nigga. We won, because you done already gave the goods to the public. So you know what that means? Now the funds is TBD, bitch. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, well, well. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. What more can I say?